Welcome to Mass Sculpting Podcast, episode 18 and a half, at some point in November. Trevor Isham, as always, with Wally Bullard. Hello. And I think we're going to talk a lot of standard, because uh, there are a lot of Innistrad cards, because they're very confusing cards, they're very fun cards, the limited format is really fascinating. And the standard format is probably the most open it's ever been since I've been playing competitive magic. Like, when we first started, it was it was like Jund, right, versus kind of the world. And yeah. then, you know, like, I guess it was pretty open that fall, right? There was like Super Friends and like this and that. Like, even Red was good, like. That's I right. Mean, it, it folded to Wall of Denial or whatever, but like it was good. Yeah, and not many, not many people were playing that, so it was like red, you know, like Goblin Guide and Lightning Bolt, and like, you know, and then, and then like Cobb Blade came up. That wasn't until like the winter, so like, we had a couple of months where us, you know. But even, I guess no, that's not true because Battle Kit was just like winning like crazy that fall. So then yeah. Cobb Blade dominated. So like you know, this is like an environment where I cannot. You know, put my finger on a deck that I'm just like, yeah, best deck. And I think it's partly because there's like six or seven decks that are like, yeah, really good deck. Hmm. You know what I mean? Cause yeah, like, I, yeah, no, I think I agree with you. There, there's a bunch of viable options. You know, like, it's more now that it's any deck, any weekend has a chance to be the best deck. Yeah, and and because there's so many of those, like, it's hard to, like, have your plan A be against the field, because the field is so varied. I mean, like, in the yeah, first four yeah, rounds of... You like, I'm beating a deck. Like, you have to plan that... You have to hope that you have a good beat on the metagame, that you have, like, that 35, 40% deck yeah. figured out so you know what to beat. But in, like, the first four rounds, like, it's really easy to be, like... First round, like, blue-white humans. Second round, mono-black infect. Third round, mono-blue illusions. Fourth round, Kessig Wolf run. Like, fifth round, like, freaking some, like, necrotic ooze combo deck. <laughs> like, no, the thing is, though, that, like, the first four rounds, at least, Gideon and Bay have just wrecked those decks. It's true. So, yeah, so that kind of... Leads me, like, so what we've been talking a lot about is, like, there's so many decks to play. We can't seem to center on one. But, like, so I guess we just go back to our old strategy, right? We just, like, make a list of the top ten most powerful cards, and we cram as many of them as we can into a deck, right? Exactly. I mean, that, it works. Yeah. I mean, when we got it, like, so, so my Facebook post was, like, Here's the cards I have to play in any standard tournament, like, in the next couple months, right? Four Mana Leaks, four Snapcaster Mage, uh, 52X. <laughs> yeah, some amount of Dissipate. Yeah, some amount of Dissipates, probably two, maybe three, maybe even four if I'm playing blue-black, but, like, I don't know. Then I watched, like, you know, LSV series on Riding the Gauntlet with blue-black, and, like, he just got worked. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I do not think blue-black is very good. No. I mean, I don't think his list was optimal. Like, too many Sphinxes 
like in my opinion, Wormcoil Engine is is actually a much better card. But I agree. And like he had a couple run bads, but not a lot. Um, so I don't know. I I was kind of all over that deck, and double Bloodline Keeper is actually just insane. <laughs> but yeah, Bloodline Keeper really good. Like, did you see that one match where he played, like, turn 4 keeper, turn 5 keeper? So, like, on yeah, turn... Yeah, other guy, you just lose. Yeah. Matchup. On turn 6, like, he made vampires, and they were all, like, I think 7-7s seven and 8-8s. Eight <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm playing Bloodline Keeper in my Innistrad Constructed deck. Yeah, um, you're... And you're... I have 3, and it's insane. Like, I've attacked for hundreds of damage. Yeah. Just because, like... You just get so many dudes, and they're all so massive. Do you play with, like, four of them? I play with three. Three, yeah. Yeah, so, I, I don't know. It's it's uh, it's uh really interesting. So, like, I don't know. Like, why don't we start... I mean, we're going to build a deck by this cast. Like, I think that's kind of the direction we're going. But we should just start talking about each deck, and what we like about them, and what we don't. So, like, I don't know. The deck that's pretty popular... Is like basically is like blue white humans. Yeah. And like obviously the reason I don't like it is it's just like a linear aggro strategy, right? Where you're just tapping out every turn. And well, not I mean, you have like the faking mana leak and then thinking twice or like leaving mana leak open and activating your guy that makes a flyer. Whatever that land is. Oh, Marlin Hunt. Yeah, I mean, so there, there's some, like, you can play counter spells. Yeah. But I, I've never lost a match to it. I've played probably, like, 20 matches. Yeah, my problem is, is, like, there's only four Think Twice, and there's only four Mana League. And, like, so once they kill, like, your first two guys, I mean, you're not doing anything. Like, you're not yeah, really... It's, it's really easy to, I don't know, like, I, I didn't have a problem, like... It was all the work and oil. It's just the game. Yeah, I mean, which brings me like we're definitely playing worm coil, right? I mean, yeah, it's like two in the main, probably one or four in the fourth. Yeah, I mean, worm coil just seems like insane right now. Like the only thing that answers it is oblivion ring, and like if someone's yeah. playing revoke existence, I guess, or Karn, but like dispatch. dispatch, which were the only ones playing that I've ever seen. <laughs> I can't understand why people don't play this deck. Yeah. So, so the human deck is, I mean, it's good, though. Like, it has staying power. Like, the haunt gives it some staying power. And, like, if it gets out to a fast start, like, it's pretty good. But I just don't like linear aggro, and that's kind of what it feels like. Like, it has some unbeatable hands, but at the same time, like, it has hands that are just garbage. Like, I wish Hero Bladehold had haste. Like, the, the, yeah. the deck would be insane. Well, obviously, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, so that's the other thing, though, is like if we're gonna have to, like the fact is, though, I mean, the deck's good. Like, I'm not saying it's not good. It's just not something I want to play. But since it since it is a good deck, and there's also then like so let's just like there's also green white tokens. You know, there's also the so, green white wolf red thing. Yeah, yeah. So so like, but because of that, and because of like mono red, like we have to play day, right? I mean... Oh, for sure. We had to play day, or we had to play what I think is, like, a very worse, like, is Black Sun Zenith. Like, one of those has to be in the deck. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I lean towards Day of Judgment. Yeah, I mean, like, clearly Day's a lot better. I mean, like, Black Sun has its point, like, where it's actually just, like, the stone nuts. Like, if you're playing a red deck and, like, they're bad enough to, like, play a lot of, like, <laughs> one toughness. Like, like Yeah, then, like, you can really blow them out with, with like, a Black Sun's unit for one or something. But, I don't know, that that doesn't happen enough that I feel good about it. No, and it's, oh, it's, it feels kind of like a losing battle with Black Sun's unit. Like, it gets worse every turn of the game where Day of Judgment gets better. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. So, so like, then I guess, like, the, the deck that I haven't played with or against, and, but, like, I've heard nothing but hype on Twitter, nothing but hype by, like, kind of those people who are in the know, is that this Mono Blue Illusions deck is just super fast and super good. And, like, some people splash white for the Moreland Haunt, but, like, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, and you always splash white off the Dublant, I think. Yeah, you're not, yeah, you're not, I, some people might play one planes, but I don't even think so. I, I think they just, because so I mean, then they can, like. white sources for a land, like, that seems fine. Yeah. Um, but, no, it, I mean, I've, I've watched a couple matches with it, I haven't played it, um. I mean, Snapcaster's really good. Delver Secret is really good. And so, like, it, it might give the illusions the, the power it needed. Yeah. But, like, it seems like... I mean, I've heard that it's the fastest deck in the format. And if that's true, and, like, more people are going to kind of pick it up... Because you know there's always, like, that 10% contingent that's just, like... I want to play the fastest aggro deck in the format, right? Which is normally mono-red. But... If it's something else, they jump on it. And if it just happens to be, you know, mono-blue, then that's just what it happens to be. Yeah, I don't know, like... It, it's pretty fringe, but, like, goblins... Like, wins on turn four. Like, it's... You know, like, it's fat. Like, any any deck uninterrupted can be pretty fast. Sure. Like, but I don't think the Delver deck can win before, like, turn five or turn six uninterrupted, where the goblins deck can win on turn four. Well, let's see. Oh. So the Goblins deck with the nut draw, yeah, I can, can do turn four. So, I mean, it's, it's like Arsonist, and then Swing, uh, the Conan the Barbarian guy, Stormblood Berserker. Yeah. You know, beat, hit him with something, you know. Yeah. Or Chandra's Phoenix or whatever you're playing. And then you know, beat again and then burn and gobble grenade and they're dead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so, I mean, it, it, you can get there. But, like, you know, that's, like, a pretty good draw. I think the good thing about the Illusions deck is, like, on turn one, if you drop a bear, like, it feels like you're pretty far ahead. And then if you're able to get, like, the Illusion down, the whatever his name is. The Lord. Yeah, the Lord. Then you're, like, you're actually just really far ahead. Because, like, a 3-3 three, three on turn 2 is, you know, bashing on turn 2. I mean, they're at 15 already. And next turn, like, let's say you play an image, like, you know. Well, they're at 17, right? Because, like, you don't attack 1. Oh, yeah, I guess, yeah. So they're at 17. So then, like, turn 3, if you play an image and Vapor Snag, like, whatever they did. Like, let's say they played Spell Skite. I don't know. Like, that's, so that's 16. That's, uh... Oh god, that's actually a lot. Sixteen, thirteen, nine. So they're at yeah, nine. 
and one more attack, and they're dead. So, yes, yeah, so I guess yeah, that's... Yeah, I mean, so I guess they both do it on turn four. Yeah, turn four. But, I don't know. It both like, kind of takes, like, the nut hand, too. Like, oh, yeah, I mean, it takes a good hand, but... I don't know, like, I... But, again, it just makes me feel like if I want to fight those things, if I want to play, like, the controlling strategy that, you know, we normally do... Then, like again, Day of Judgment is kind of a good out, but even like in this situation, Day of Judgment is kind of too late. But that kind of brings me to like where we started talking about this. This dispatch is actually just amazing in that matchup. Yeah, because like they play the bear, then I go to resolve the illusion, and you dispatch it. Yeah, and it's I just... mean, it, it, all, all you have to do is target it, so it's irrelevant that it's not currently exiling it. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. I mean, it basically turns your, you know, your dis any like Vaporous Mag does the same thing, I guess, but like Dispatch just seems amazing in that matchup. So like that's why I was kind of thinking about it. I'm like, even if this illusion is actually fast, like I'm not, I don't care. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. I have my Dispatch and it's all be fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you have four spells that kill their four one drops. Their four like most relevant one drops. Yeah, exactly, and and like. Uh, their phantasmal image and stuff like that. Like if they decide to get tricky, like you know, it just it does a lot of work. Okay, so wait, I've been meaning to ask you this for a long time, and I'm just gonna do it on the cast now, so everyone gets the benefit of a rules question. Okay, so I have let's just make it easy. I have a blade splicer without a token, and a acidic slime on the battlefield, and a birthing pod. Okay. Okay, so. And, like, nothing else. So it doesn't, like, nothing else is relevant. So I go, it's my turn, and it's my first main phase, and I activate my birthing pod, right? Okay. So if my opponent doom blades my acidic slime in response, can I still sack my acidic slime? Like, when do I have to, like, declare no, what... You, let me, let me read birthing pod, but I'm pretty sure it reads, um, like, sacrifice part of the cost. Okay. So if you've made it to your main phase, they cannot stop you. Right. Even if I only have um, one... So let's say I only have one creature. So even if I only have one creature, they still can't stop me, right? Yeah, because the sacrifice is part of the cost. Right. So you activate Birthing Pod, your creature's gone before they receive priority. Yep. That's it. Um, they can Doomblade the creature that comes into play. Yep. But only as after you activate something else or like past phase, because that's right. the resolution of an ability, and they won't get so. But again. but I have so. to declare like what I'm targeting with my birthing pod, right? So if I'm like birthing pod acidic slime, like that's what I would do, right? And then they have a chance to yeah. respond, so they could be like, okay, kill your blade splicer, right? But killing well, like the acidic slime is just a waste of. Well, no, killing it, the acidic slime is gone before they get a chance to do anything. Okay, so they can't even target it. Like, uh, yeah, because it, it is gone before they receive part because you sacrifice it as part of the cost. Okay. Not part of the All right, good. I want to make sure. That's how I understood it, too, and I just wanted to make sure I understood that that was the ruling. Anyway, sorry to all our cast listeners, but in case you're wondering, that's how you use Burling Pod. <laughs> <laughs> so, getting back to Day of Judgment feels like the card that needs to be in the list as well. So far, we're naming blue and white cards. <laughs> Which is no big surprise. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we mentioned Black Sun Zenith, but... Yeah, but... And I but, turn it. Yeah. But, so, okay, so here's, like, the next, so I guess... So we kind of covered... Those are most of the decks I consider to be pretty fast, right? I mean, do we leave anything out? I mean, red... Uh, 
red, blue, white, green, white tokens, and you know, I guess mono blue illusions. Like controlling the ground, beating, you know, beat, beat, beat. Yeah. So I guess the next deck to talk about then is is the ramp decks. Like, and whether it's like mono green or green red, like solidly green red. They're all, like, splashing. I mean, Kessig Wolf run decks, right? Like, with Dungrove yeah. Elder or without Dungrove Elder. All with Inkloth Nexus, all with Primeval Titan. You know, blah, blah, blah. I will say the Dungrove Elder matchup might be a joke against any deck that plays the Age of Really? Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I've played the matchup. Again, like, it's it's a deck that I, I've lost games and not matches to. Yep. I mean, to the point where, like, I was playing, and if... If you were have been on the website, you've seen this abomination of a ramp deck I've been trying to play, where I'm trying to kill you with Blightsteel Colossus with Warstorm Surge, and uh. so, but I, I beat it with that because I have access to more Worm Coils than they do, and I have access to um, like more like better red spells <laughs> because I'm not mine's not just a splash like I'm playing like actual mountains. Hmm. So I mean, so I mean, it just feels like if it's it's probably the easiest deck to hate out. Yeah. Now, like the way I've fought it, it's like obviously in my decks, like so far, I have blue black or the Esper deck or even Birthing Pod. He's like, first of all, I have Flash Freeze in the sideboard, and because it counters like every relevant spell, actually all their spells, <laughs> and then except Quicksilver Amulet. Sure, and then. Bring in and have a have at least one ghost quarter in your sideboard, and maybe and like obviously one in your main, but like a, another one in your sideboard. Yeah, a lot of those decks that aren't green red, like the ones that splash, play like a mountain. Yeah. And like plan on getting it off of birds or however. Yeah. So if you ghost quarter their mountain, a lot of times you're just like trouble. Yeah, which seems idiotic to me. Like, I watched those matches with LSV, and, like, every time he ghost scored his mountain, I was like, I don't think he has another one. I was like, oh my god, if he doesn't have another one, this deck sucks. And I, sure enough, like, he'd swing with Primeval Titan and get, like, two Nexuses, and I'd be like, or Nexi, and I'd be like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, I've always wanted, and, like, why aren't you playing Copper Line? Like, we have access to Green Red Bulls. Four yeah. would come into play untapped on turn one, two, and three, and the rest of them come into play untapped turn everything yeah. after one. Just two of the of the g- green red M twelves. That's what I would play. Because like yeah, I know you want to max your forest, so you're pl- you're mostly playing forest, and you can get those. Like when we splashed red in like our super friends deck, or like our Cobblade, stuff like that. Like and the deck. yeah, we were always like we need at least three mountains so that we don't get tech edged out. And it's, like, the same thing. Like, when people are going to be bringing in Ghost Quarters and, and land destruction against you, like, why would you, you know, leave yourself so susceptible to that? Yeah, especially in a format where if you can't kill an 01 on turn 1, you're dead. Right? Yeah. Or like, turn 1 or turn 2. Like, if you can't answer their Birds of Paradise, you're in pretty yeah. rough shape. Yeah, exactly. Ugh. So, Yeah. Again, I don't know. I like this badge. This badge is good. I mean, like, the way I like to fight those decks is just, like, infa counter spells. Which is actually, like, super easy with Snapcaster Mage. Oh, yeah. You play four Snapcasters and six other counter spells. Like, ten, having ten counters in your deck is insane. Yeah. 
I mean, like, my blue-black list, like, main deck, there's, yeah, ten counter spells. So, you know, like, after boarding, I think there's twelve. And four snapcasters, so, I mean, there's four snapcasters in the main anyway. But that's sixteen counter spells. I mean, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, sure, yeah. ramp of growth. Sure, do that. Sure, do, okay, counter, 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 counter. <laughs> yeah. Like, mill you, mill you. <laughs> so. Yeah, and what, what's cool about, like, the, like the Wolfrun decks is like they're, just, they're it's awesome because they're susceptible to sort of body mind just like Valkyrie was mm-hmm. right so like you get in and you just crush 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 and you're gonna mill them out so you're gonna get rid of their forest which in this matchup is the relevant one where Valkyrie was the mountain yeah but and then you're making a dude to chump like you just I don't know like it might be time for sort of body mind again yeah, no, that's true. That's that's totally true. I should. I don't know if I have any of those. Oh, uh, I have a picture too. Okay, I'm gonna go check my binder after this. Actually, anyway. Well, okay. So, I mean, I mean, obviously we're not. I mean, obviously we're not playing green. Like, <laughs> there there is seriously one green card I would consider playing. Is it Beast Within or no. Garrett Relentless? Garrett Relentless. Yeah. Garrick Relentless is, like, the only green card I would consider playing. Because it's splashable, and because it's a control card. <laughs> yeah. I, actually, that card is really good. Like, I saw a couple of plays where it was actually just pretty sweet. Like, it would come in, like, shoot something, like, pretty super relevant, flip, and just take over the game. <laughs> yeah. So. And the cool thing about it, in, like, the deck I watched, is that the the stupid little wolf tokens and mortar pod. That's actually pretty cool. Your little... Oh, the de- yeah, the death touch wolf tokens and mortar pod are insane. Yeah, little basilisk collar action again. Like cunning yeah, spark mage, like. basilisk collar kind of. Yeah. It's a so. little more mana intensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not but that bad. But you're also bad. plussing your planeswalker. Yeah, you're plussing your planeswalker and just killing guys with, like, machine gun style. Yeah. Anyway, um, so, I don't know. I can just eliminate all green cards. Like, I think yeah, Dun- I mean, Beast Within is fine, but it's, like, I've had people turn my stuff into 3-3s, three and I was, like, so excited. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, they, they always assume, like, you're light on creatures. Like, I had somebody, like, Beast Within my Moth Nexus, and I'm like, sweet, Kessig Wolf Run, you're dead. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I did the same thing, like. People do the same thing, and I'm just like, alright, like, that resolves, Snapcaster Mage, Doomblade, your thing, beat for five, go. You're on a, th- you're on a three-turn clock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, have fun the rest like, of the... I was playing against Mono Green Eldrazi when I came down for the TCG player. Yeah. Or whatever. And I'm playing against Mono Green, and I'm Bill Blake, which is, like, hanging out the worst possible magic for that deck. Yeah. And so, like, the first game, I just... You know, like, he scoops, he mulligans himself to death. The next game, like, I uh, play a hawk and equip it with Sword of Body Mind, and he beats the sword. And I'm like, don't you want me to mill you? And so I just beat him down with three three the month again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would. I, mean, I guess you can't count for misplay all the time, but Beast Within seems to lead to misplay. Yeah, that seemed to work out in your favor. <laughs> Alright, so we're not playing any green cards, even though we like Garrick Relentless, but there's just no deck for him yet. 
trust me, I've tried a lot of stuff. <laughs> um, so I guess red cards? Like, the only red card I like is Brimstone Volley. Yeah, even then, I like it only half the time. Yeah, like, I mean... And in a deck where you're, when you're killing something, you're normally tapping a lot of mana. Yeah. Like, they or something, like, it's really bad. I like it with Snapcaster Mage. I like it with Delver Secrets. But that's it. Like, I don't even like yeah, it I mean, in Mono like Red. red deck. What's that? I like the blue-red deck is fine. Yeah. Um, I wish that it was more like, like, I don't know, it's hard to play a blue-red deck after playing Pyromancer's Ascension and just being insane. <laughs> Yeah. It's really hard to convince yourself to play any other blue-red deck. Yeah, that's that. That's a fair point. I mean, I think part of the reason, like, I was listening to Michael J. Flores talk about the blue-red deck that exists now. Like, you know, he came up with it. And he was like, the deck was sweet, and he thought it was easily the best deck in the tournament, but he always thinks that. But but he, but he said, like, with Dungrove Elder, like, if they just stuck a Dungrove Elder, like, you had, you had no outs. Like, you had literally zero outs to that. So if yeah, the, if, at that point you have to race, then they're swinging for three, and then four, and then five, and then you're dead. So. Yeah. So, I mean, that's obviously tough. But if, like, people stop playing Dungrove all they're like, that's a deck you can easily pick up, because I actually do think it has a lot of insane matchups. Like, any of the humans decks, any of that kind of jank, like, aggro stuff, obviously, like, the red cards are just amazing. Like, the control match, if you stick a turn one Delver, is actually pretty good, too. Um, you know, if they don't have, like, I guess a ring flash. So, yeah, there's, there are some pretty, you know, it, the deck has some pretty good application. Yeah, and I don't think I like ring flash more than virulent wound. Like, I guess it's good, like, when it shrinks their guy in the late game, but, I mean, if you're going to kill him, like, give a little extra value. Like, yeah. make him, at least confuse him. Yeah, so, I mean, I guess, like, Mono Black, in fact, is a deck we should talk about. Um, it's uh, certainly... It kind of folds to Gideon. Yeah, that's what you said before, that Gideon is just pretty house. And I just think that, I just think it's a bad aggro deck. Like, it's just, it's just a card, it's like a deck that plays with bad cards in order it's to... It's super fun, though. Like, I have it sleeved up. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. And you get to play Liliana's. Like, if you're trying to play without Liliana's, you're, you're wrong. Um, you definitely have to play Liliana in the deck. But yeah. outside of that, I think it's, it's fine. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm not going to say it's not good. I just think... And, and anyone who's ill-prepared for it, like, it will run them over. You know, but if you oh, yeah. have it, if you have a good game plan against it, like basically, if you have stuff that kills black creatures, <laughs> you know, yeah, Day of Judgment, Celestial Purge, Dispatch. But Celestial Purge and Dispatch can't hit Fraction Crusader. That's right. So I guess Crusader is a pain. Yeah, he actually he's the hardest card in that matchup. But then you just Gideon and make him attack Gideon all day and yeah, dismember I guess, or just counter the Crusader. Like I mean, there's I guess a lot of options. I like Contagion class. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, mean, like, I like it against the humans deck, too. Like, I was playing it, playing against the humans deck at game day, and, like, I would go first and play Lango. He would go, like, 
Plains champion of the parish, and I would go land contagion class because, like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> he had nothing to do. And you go turn three Crusader, and he just scoops, right? I mean, the, I think that's true, like, both Crusaders. Like, in the right matchups, like, they're just unbeatable. Like, oh, yeah. against Kessig, like, well, if I stick I, a, I wasn't playing a Crusader at game day, like, I was playing the Esper deck, and so, like, my turn three is, like, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I guess, like, one of the best things I can do is, like, pray that I draw my one-of Tumble Magnet, or... <laughs> Or on turn two, you've speared spear to get Tezzeret or something. Yeah, that is actually insane. And then yeah. you search for your... Oh, that's so good. Yeah, search for your Mox Obel. It's insane. I love that deck. Yeah, so... so um, I have, like, six Tezzerets extra, like, five Vencers, a full set of lands. So, like, if anybody wants to play the deck and they're in Wisconsin, like, Southeast Wisconsin, let me know. <laughs> so, I mean, like, the interesting... And mono black's really interesting, and like the whole infect plan is interesting. Like, it makes a lot of different cards lethal. It makes Inkmoth Nexuses, Nexi, like insane. Yeah, but I think every deck like needs to play four. Yeah, because I, it's the best way to fight an Inkmoth. I mean, if you're playing like two, you know, two colors or more, like it's actually hard to fit it in sometimes. Because, I don't know. Like, I just found it hard to fit it in. Like, once you put in two Ghost Quarters, and if you're playing any of the special lands, you know, like the Drown Yards, or the Moreland Haunts, or the Wolf Run, then, like, once you get to the Inkmoth Nexus, you're like, man, like, I'm, I'm actually, like, you know, I can put myself in a pretty bad spot if my opener is, like, Plains, Nexus, Moreland Haunt. You know, like, that's, you're, you're kind of like, man, like, I don't even know if I can keep that hand. Because, like, I'm playing, like, Mirren Crusader, you know, Doom Traveler, you know, Day of Judgment, stuff like that. So it's like, well, a couple of my cards kind of become pretty difficult to cast. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, like, I would rather fight, like, I'm, I'm not too worried about the special lands as far as wanting to ghost quarter them. Like, like, the wolf run's a problem, but... I don't know, like, I just feel like you take care of the creatures and it won't be, and so I'd much rather just, like, trade Ink Moths and stuff, like, make them trade, or, like, just, like, play a removal spell, because all the, all the relevant creatures in the Wolfrun decks died at Doomblade anyway. Yeah, that's true, that's true. So, like, I'd rather, and then you have, like, a win condition, like, turn one Ink Moth, turn two land, turn three Ink Moth, turn four land, they're like, uh, like, there's nothing they can do. Yeah, you just start beating. <laughs> yeah, like, at, at, if any point you have two Ink Moths in your opener, you're the beat down in that match, like. Yeah. It's so good. So, I don't know, sorry, so we're not, I'm not gonna play Mono Black, in fact, although, I, you know, I see the merits, I think it's fun, like, I think it's certainly a viable deck it has a lot of power like the the stupid whatever it's called the uh, what's it the <laughs> the artifact that uh last right last right i mean that thing oh yeah that card's insane yeah i mean like that's like a must counter must deal with like some decks don't have an answer to it card <laughs> so yeah you know, i mean normally when you drop it they are at two turns like yeah. 
I mean, if you drop it on turn six, equip it with life, and then Trigon of Rage, they're dead. Yeah. So, all right. So, but anyway, I mean, I I don't think we're going to play Mono Black. Oh, I'm definitely not. <laughs> I mean, I think it's neat, but at the same time, like, I think the aggro decks are faster. And if you disrupt their plan, like, it's actually not that hard to disrupt their plan. So if you're, like, if you're ill-prepared, and I guess, like, it is still, I think, like, the fringe strategy, right? Like, it's not a big percentage of the metagame. Like, people, like, you can't really sideboard that effectively against it. And what do you do? You, like, I mean, I don't even know. I guess you just, you board in, like, black hate. <laughs> Right, like, per Yeah, I mean, like, Celestial Purge is still fine. Um, stuff like that. I mean, it plays Liliana, which is really good. It plays Skitterix, which is really good. I mean, I guess you just bring in, like, Infa O-Rings. <laughs> yeah, I mean, O-Ring in that matchup is, is fine. It's, the, the real problem is the Phyrexian Crusader if you're playing white. Yeah. But then you just board in, like, your third or fourth day of Benjamin, however many you play in, and... Yeah. I mean, you're going to beat them. They don't have any ramp. All right, so, I mean, that brings us to any other black cards we like. I mean, Grave Titan's still, like, pretty good. I mean. Yeah, I still think I would rather drop a coil. Yeah, I I could definitely see that. I mean, I guess Grave Titan you get, like, if they kill you guys, like, if they exile or open, you still have the extra dude. But the, the possible upside of Worm Coil is hard to argue Yeah. I mean, what I like about Worm Coil is it allows you... Like, I mean, this is a little janky, but like it allows you to still play Day of Judgment, right? Because like, if you have a Worm Coil out and you know, for whatever reason, like, you, know, you just want to clear the board, like, you still can. It's still profitable for you. You know, like, yeah. you, you never have to board out your days, like, because you're playing it. <laughs> But I mean, like, so I also like Doomblade is really good. Um, Forbidden Alchemy is a really good card. It's blue, obviously, but the flashback's black, which is why I think, like, outside of blue-black control, it probably shouldn't see play. I agree, yeah. It's, and it's, I mean, the flashback of seven, like, you have to be playing a slow deck. Yeah. But, so, I mean, this might sound odd, but, like, I, at this point... I think Black's best card is Nefalia Drown Yard. Like, I don't... Like, it's the number one reason that I'm playing blue-black control right now. Because any control matchup is just, like, laughably easy. Like, Solar Flare? Like, that matchup is an absolute joke. <laughs> well, Solar Flare's a joke anyway. It is. It is, but a lot of people will still play it because they like the idea and they like, like, going info with Sun Titan. <laughs> uh, Again, that would, which would be insane if any of those creatures had A's. Yeah. And then, um... But, like, they don't, so I played Day of Judgment and we start again. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, yeah. So, I don't know, I like, I mean, I like that. That's my, that's my favorite black card. But, like, other than that, like, I don't, like, there isn't much else there. I mean, I like Crusader, like you said, for all the reasons that some decks just don't have an answer to it. Yeah, I like Bloodline Keeper. I like Bloodline Keeper, but 
Not yet. I mean, that's, that's, that's definitely the best black creature. If like, only... I think it might be. It's probably better than Grave Titan. If like, only... It, it comes down way earlier. And it's... It's almost more of an answer because it has evasion. I know. I wish they would print, like, a vampire that was, like, a two-drop or something. Or a three-drop that had, like, some, like, cool control-esque. Like, for every new vampire enters the battlefield, you draw a card or, like... <laughs> I would so, like to see a vampire that's, like, a three-drop, two-two-flyer, or, like, two-one that's, like, target player discard card. Yeah. Well, like, that would be insane. I would like, play that card... Uh, of the time. Well, they printed one in M11. Yeah, 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 yeah. Liliana Spectre. That was it. That was it. But it had to be a vampire, because then I could go with that into Keeper, and then have that active, like, pretty quickly. Yeah, I mean, it's... Yeah, it's not good. Yeah, I mean, But... No, yeah, if, if they had a... You know, some... A, a vampire that help the matchup four turns over would be awesome. Yeah, I mean, that's the problem with Keeper is I feel like by the time I cast it, like, it just doesn't do its job anymore. And again, it, like, doesn't have haste, so, you know, if they're on the play and they go, like, Hero Bladehold and I have, like, a Bloodline Keeper, that's just terrible. Like, oh yeah, I'm about to just die. <laughs> so, it just doesn't race. I mean, it, it feels like we almost need to eliminate Black kind of cut green like we've decided to cut green but like if the best black card is a land that doesn't produce mana oh it produces mana just colorless <laughs> it, it doesn't produce mana that super because like, you can't use it to activate itself yeah so like it never does like it's always like it just feels like it slows you down it. <laughs> no it's, it's true I mean like there's a lot of games that you're able to take over with drawn yard and jace but, I don't know, like, I feel like just Jace might be better. Yeah, I mean, Jace is fine. So, clearly. So, I guess that brings us to our favorite color, uh, which is blue. Every card in blue is insane. I mean, it's hard to deny that at this point. I mean, like, Mana Leak's always good. It's it's just, it's a it's a bonkers card. <laughs> Um, Snapcaster Mage makes Mana Leak insane. And Snapcaster Mage but is even, good. like, double Mana Leak, like, if they have six mana up and you have, you know, or if they have, like, three extra mana and you have six mana, like, you just... Mana Leak, they pay Snapcaster Mana Leak. It's like... Yeah. I mean, I guess the real question is, why did it take us 40 minutes to figure out that, you know, we're for sure playing blue, we just need to decide what type of blue. <laughs> no, I mean, I think we knew all along. I think we were just slow rolling everyone through all the other colors. And they were like, just get the blue already. <laughs> it's like, we, we knew. Like, we had talked about it. Like, your deck starts with mana leaks. Yeah, that's, twice, that's, that's true. Made. That's true. So, like, that's, there's 12 of your cards. Like, we're at Lance. So, like, we're almost done. I mean, so I guess the question is, and this is what I keep running into, is, and for all you listeners out there, I think there's like, right now I know of two decks that I would feel, well actually three decks, that I would feel confident taking to a tournament. Blue-black control, 
which basically wins by milling with Drown Yard and Jace. Like, its only other win condition is, like, two Worm Coil engines, and those are, like, more in there to, like, stabilize against the aggro matchups. Does it play a Sphinx, too? The current version I have sleeved up does. The one that I have on my computer doesn't. So, okay. yes and no. <laughs> Because I, I, I kept playing the Sphinx, and I was like, I don't need any more freaking cards. Like, <laughs> I have, like, my hand is, like, Mana League, Mana League, Dissipate, like, Think Twice, and Sphinx. <laughs> and I was always like, man, I wish that was a Worm Coil engine. Because, yeah, because then it would be relevant. Yeah, because, like, then, and then if I was in an aggro matchup, I would just, you know, slam it down and win. And if I'm in a control matchup, I'm not going to play Sphinx anyway. I'm just going to leave out my counter magic and start milling them with Drown Yard. Anyway. But the problem was is the aggro matchups just aren't good enough. Like, their staying power has improved to a point where trading one for one just isn't good enough. And Think Twice and Forbidden Alchemy are no preordains. <laughs> oh man, do I miss preordain? Dude, could you imagine Snapcaster in preordain? Can you imagine, like, I want to play Legacy only because I want to Snapcaster Brainstorm. Yeah, see, I like Preordain more than Brainstorm. <laughs> I would like it if I had Fetchlands. Yeah, I guess I would like... Yeah, I'd like Brainstorm Man, more than, but... That's true. You could probably, We could probably build a Legacy deck at this point. Oh, yeah, I'm ready. But, like... <laughs> it's, it seems real... Real good. Yeah, I'd, I would just want to play Legacy... So I, wait, Stoneforge isn't banned there, right? Yeah, so I could play no, Stoneforge. Jace. Like, you can just play, like... Clawblade. Blade, like, yeah, you play Ethereum Blade because you play Dark Confidant to, like, draw a billion cards. Nah, I just would play straight up Clawblade. Just <laughs> <laughs> bring it back. No changes. Yep, that's right. Spell Pierce, Mana League. <laughs> um, oh, I've had Snapcaster Mages. <laughs> yeah, could you imagine if we were still able to play Clawblade and we had Snapcaster? Oh my god. Whoa. I think yeah, I, I, I mean, that would be a lot of fun, but I don't know, like, obviously we're playing blue. Yeah, so anyway. I mean, the, the deck I'm seriously playing is blue. The deck I'm playing in my league is blue. I guess both my decks are Esper decks. Yeah, so that's the question. I mean, like, so what do we want to pair it with and why? And how do we make it all work? Like, the Asper deck is good. Like, it it seems good. Like, I haven't played with it enough to be, like, super confident with it. Um, but, like, it has all the cards. And for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, go to the Mana Sculpting podcast and, you know, you can see, like, the basic core of the deck. Which is, like, Sphere of the Sun. It has, like, a blue-white mana base with, like, black splash. I play Sphere of the Suns, Mox Opal, Tumble Magnet, um, a few Tezzerets. But, like, the whole idea is just to take over the game with, like, Dispatch and Snapcaster Mage and Mana League. And then, you know, play a Tezzeret and win. Or play a Worm Coil Engine and win. Play a Batter Scroll and win. attack with Ink Moths and win. Yeah, attack with Ink Moths and win. Like, there's just a ton of, like, you know, grindy win conditions. Yeah, and, and it's so stifling in the early game. Like, that's just the best way to describe it. Like, it, you just don't care what they do because you're just going to stop it. Yeah, it plays with Day of Judgment. Like, by, by the time it's relevant, like, it plays Day of Judgment, it plays Dispatch, it plays Mana League, it plays 
yeah. Snapcaster made, so you have extra copies of all of these things. Yeah, it's one of those decks that, like, it looks like you're just dirtling, right? Because you're like, Icker Wellspring. And they're like, what? And you're like, you know, Sphere of the Suns. And they're like, I'm about to kill you. And you're like, Day of Judgment. And they're like, shit. It's like, make my guy 5-5, five, five, E for 5. Yeah. Yo. And then you're like, Mox Opal, Dispatch, Snapcaster, Dispatch. Your turn. <laughs> oh, it's insane. Like, if you... I, I played a game where I drew... I was against Mono White Human, right? I drew three of my Dispatches and all three Snapcasters during the, <laughs> the course of the game. So I resolved six Dispatches. Yeah. He was yeah. like, go to declare attackers, and I was like... Snapcaster dispatch your hero blade. Like, are you passing the turn yet? Like, <laughs> it is over. Yeah, no, it's yeah. So anyway, I mean, the deck's good. Like, it does a lot of cool stuff. And like, playing with Path to Exile when everyone else is playing with like Doomblade and Dismember is actually just. Oh god, it's even better than Path to Exile because they get nothing. Yeah, yeah. Like the best. I don't know what. There is no magic card. It's a better Swords of Plowshares, people. Yeah, it is. It is the best. Sing white removal spell. Well, it's the best removal spell ever. Yeah, assuming you have metal card, which you always do, because yeah. ink moth, if you tap an ink moth to animate itself, it works. Yeah. I've done that so many times. Have two artifacts, and they're just like swing, and I'm like, kill your guy. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, there's that deck, which we know is a known quantity. Like maybe we should just be playing it. I mean, it's played. It plays almost all the cards we mentioned. Like Wormcoil, Day, Mana Leak, Snapcaster. Yeah, we like Dispatch. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's the deck. I mean, I, I, I mean, know. I wasn't necessarily trying to steal their conversation towards that, but that's where I was hoping it would end up. But so I guess the other op- like we should cover the other options though. Like I mean, I've played Blue Black. Like I like it. Not, I, I know it's not the best deck. Like, if we walked into a tournament tonight, like, that'd probably be what I brought. Just because I know it really well. But if we, but at the same time, like, what about blue-white? Like, is blue-white just dead? Like, blue-white control? It, I just don't, this, this, the, the sword's just not as good now. Like, is the sword you know, just not fast enough? Squatterhawk's insane. And now we don't have it. The sword just like, seems... Mirror Pursuit is fine, but it's slow. Like... That's what I was going to say, too, is that the sword just feels slow. Like, it feels like it's more... It's become, like, a control card now. Where it's like, okay, I landed a sword. Okay, so now I gotta like, go back to controlling the game until I can actually get to a point where I can put the sword on a guy. And it's like... You know, it's just so mana intensive and so card intensive that you sometimes just don't get to that point. Yeah, and not only that, but I've in the in the matchup like of Esper versus the Blue White, like they play a sword, and I'm playing like the Metalcraft deck, so I'm like way ahead on mana. I go, you know, pay two life and for a metamorph your sword, a quit swing. Yeah. With, like, my whatever. Like, it doesn't even matter what I'm hitting you with because Ink I'm Moth. way ahead of you. <laughs> oh, yeah, Inkmoth is insane. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I mean, lo- I've, I've won entire matches off the back of, you know, like, killing their guy that they had sorted, copying their sword, killing Inkmothing. Yeah. I mean, I really like Sword of Beast and Fam. Like, it, it's really good. But I just don't. I've not seen 
like a shell that I'm just like, oh yeah, like that's where I want to play it, you know? Because like if I'm going like the hexproof route, you know, like Geist and Stalker and in some ways like Crusader, like I just think De- Angelic Destiny is better. Like it just hits harder. Like, it has the potential to hit way harder. Yeah, and in fact, Sword of War and Peace hits harder. You know, like, <laughs> the other day I was playing Tyler online, and I was playing, like, our Bant Beats deck, you know? And for the yeah. record, like, I know you played that deck and just, like, never, like, <laughs> never got it. Every time I play that deck, I get the nut draw. <laughs> like, <laughs> and It only worked out when I was, like, you know, solitary in the back. Yeah, almost every time I play that deck, I go, like, turn one birds, turn two Mirror Crusader, like, turn three, like, Angelic Destiny win the game. (laughs) Or, like, I guess sometimes I have to wait till turn four to, like, put a Sword of War and Peace on it and swing for 16. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, anyway, um, I, I, you know, that's just my running good story, but I don't know, like, I I don't think Sword is, like, the place to be. I think it's too slow, and I think a lot of the decks have cards that just blow you out pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, like, the red deck plays Ancient Grudge and can flash it back. Yeah. Because they're playing Dual Lands and Kessig Wolfrond, probably. I mean, even Mono Blue Illusions plays Vapor Snags. I mean, like, Vapor Snag is a blowout against you. <laughs> Yeah, because, like, you've invested so much mana. Yeah. Which is like, insane. So I, I I definitely think that the the blue-green and the white-red sword might be the better two. That's true. I mean, like, so is there a deck where you see, like, blue-green sword and Jace somehow being, like, your primary win condition? I mean, I don't know that I would main deck the blue sword. Just because there's so many matchups where it's, like, not going to be as good. Yeah. But, I mean, in against a Wolfron deck, it will be insane. What do you think about main deck Jace? Like, as a one-of or maybe a two-of? I mean, I've played him, like, competitively. I mean, because every time I play Dave Judgment and then I play Jace, if, like, if... I should say, anytime I play Dave Judgment and they didn't have a creature play and I play Jace, I feel unbeatable. Right? And, like, I know it's in the blue-black deck, so, I mean, it's a little bit different because I am trying to mill them anyway. But I can't imagine it's that much different in, like, a blue-white deck or... Just because, like, at that point in the game where you've hit five mana, you know, and they've hit five mana, so that means they're 12 cards in... So that means they're on, like, anywhere from a four to five turn clock. Yeah. And all you have to do is protect your Planeswalker. Now, obviously, like, that's, you know, hard. But it's not like you just wrath their board and they didn't play a creature, so. Yeah, but, are I mean, that situation you always feel way ahead anyway. Yeah. Like, if you wrath, they draw and, like, say go. Yeah, but what other, like, five drops are you going to feel that far ahead with? I guess that's my question. Like, Batterskull. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think Batterskull is the only one, though, right? 
I mean, I guess Gideon's good, but even Gideon, you're kind of like, well, like he still is just going to eat a Doomblade, or... Well, Venser in the Artifact deck's actually pretty nice. Yeah, I guess Venser is a good answer. So, I don't I'm know. currently I mean, looking through cards trying to find <laughs> five drops that I would like to play. It's just like a... a it, yeah, it just seems like... You know, we've talked about this before, but, you know, a lot of listeners haven't. It's like milling for ten, you know, because, like, again, you're putting them in turn five. It is like shooting them in the face for four. Yeah. So, like, if there was, like, a Planeswalker that said, you know, it costs five to bring in and zero ability is a Nugga player for four, like, that would be insane. <laughs> so if you build your deck around, like, you know, that interaction of, like, your plan is to mill. I don't know. Like, I I just think that that could be pretty viable. I mean, do you play Dream Twist? No. Like, I don't think you, like, I mean, I still think it's in a blue-black shell where you're playing Drown Yard and you're playing at instant speed, like, most of the game. Yeah, so it's just bad. Or you're playing, like, super, like, blue-white control. You know, where you're, like, playing Spellskite and Gideon and Day and Timely and, like, four O-Rings. <laughs> like, you know, where you're just playing, like, like nothing but reactive control. Like, I mean, I mean, Mana Leaks, obviously, but... Yeah, speaking of cards that just beat Wolfron, Spellskite. Yeah, for sure. I've also Wolfron for zero to kill an illusion. Yep, that's pretty sweet. <laughs> I like Spellskite. Um, I've also redirected it to my own Spellskite. The, so, like, Wolf Run for 10 at your Phantasmal Image, redirect it to my Spellskite and swing. <laughs> that's kind of cool. Yeah, these all, these all, you know, sometimes you just run awesome. Um... So, I don't know. I mean, like, I guess I'm feeling the Esper list. Like, as we talk about it, it has a lot of the cards I want to play. I can get out in front. It can come back. I can play controlling. I guess I'm just a little fixated on this whole Drown Yard Jace thing. It just seems so Yeah, I mean, there, there's room. It's just a lot of the cards you want to play the mana gets hard, right? Because you're playing... Yeah, I mean, the, yeah. You know, at least four lands that don't have for colored mana. Or six, right? Probably you're going to play Ghost Quarters. Yeah. I mean, the problem is I can only do, like, this whole, like, super mill control in blue-black. Like, I can't play day. So, that's the problem. Yeah, I would say that's a problem. <laughs> Because we, did, you know, we decided pretty early on that Day of Judgment was like one of the best cards. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't see how it's not. I mean, ever printed, right? Like, it's insane. Yeah, I mean, right now it's just super insane because like mid-range creatures are like where people are at. And I mean, if you're on the play and they go like Dungrove, like you'll just Day. Like it doesn't matter. Oh yeah. Yeah, I don't have any problem with that, but... I mean, that's a one-for-one one I'll take, because I have a Snapcaster, and I'll just do it again. <laughs> yeah, I, it's, I don't know. Magic's tough right now, man. I'm 
tight. Like I said, I'm flummoxed. Like, there's just a lot of decks. I think what I'm coming down to it, though, is, like, you know, there's a ton of decks. A lot of them are pretty viable, and, and this is, like, a great time to, like, go with, you know, what your style is. You know, like, if you want to play, like, an aggro, like, a mid-range aggro deck, it, you, know, you can play it. Like, I wouldn't, like, you remember, like, a TCG player? Like, this is, like, whatever, five, it was a while ago now, like, th two or three months ago, whatever. Yeah. Like, like anyone who sat down against me with vampires, I just laughed at. Like, I'm not out loud. <laughs> like, I'm not that big a dick. But, like, in my head, I was like, wow, free win. Thanks, I mean, I bro. did. I was like, how are you playing that deck? Yeah, I was like, really? you, you just paid $20 to lose, a, like, a, a match. Like, same thing with, like, Mono Red. I was just like, wow. Like, that is just a terrible, terrible deck. <laughs> you know, this was, like, after, yeah. like, the awesomeness of Cobblade, even. <laughs> I mean, but th then again, like, I was going turn one, Heater and Crap. <laughs> sure. But and so, there are lots of people that are like, are you serious? And then I was like, yeah. But then I played Mono Green Eldrazi and got to, like, turn four Kozilek against Blue Black. Like, he tapped out for Solomon, and I was like, I think I win the game. <laughs> so, but, like, right now, I can't say that. Like, if someone sat down with me, like, blue-white humans, I'd be like, hmm, this is going to be a good match. Like, if someone sat down next to me with Kessig Wolfron, I'd be like, this is going to be a good match. Like, Mono Red, I'd be like, this is going to be a good, like... There's no, like, deck that I'm just like, oh my god, I'm going to crush you. <laughs> you need to play more of the Esper deck. Well, I guess. I mean, like, I mean, obviously, like, I think I have an edge playing control against any of these strategies, you know? But there's nothing that's just, like, laughable edge. Like, Vampires was, like, a laughable edge. I was like, like, and it was considered, like, a tier one deck. And I was just like, no, it, like, this is laughable how, like, bad this matchup is for them. Yeah. But there isn't anything where I'm just like, you know, like, if I ever lost a vampire, I was like, I was pissed. I was like, there is no way. Like, I mean, I mulled the five on the, like, on the draw and still, like, the game wasn't even close at TCG against vampires. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the deck was just, it just was bad. Exactly. But, I, how long ago did we abandon, like, supporting vampires at all in our playtest group? Like, it was out of the gauntlet. Like, I didn't even test against it. Yeah. But, like, the same thing. Like, Mono Red. You know, like, these were all decks that people were bringing and being like, yeah, I think this deck's good. I know, but it's, it's like, see, people hadn't seen time to reinforcements. Yeah. Like, that's all what I think. Like, if you're playing, like, it's really, it, to me, it's hard to play, like, the aggro, like, I'm dropping for creatures and, like, hitting you real quick deck. Because I'm playing white. Did you not know I have four highly reinforcements in my sideboard? Yeah. Like, I don't see how you could... I, I, I couldn't be confident walking into a tournament with a deck that couldn't deal 44 damage. Yeah. So, but I don't know. Like, I, you know, like, I think what, it, what I'm trying to say is, like, even, like, if I played the Esper deck and I really liked it, like, at the same time, like, if someone sat across me with, like, Dungrove Green, like, Kessig or whatever, like, I still think that's going to be, like, like, I'm going to have to play pretty well to, like, win. Yeah, I mean, and I think you do. I just think the, the, the Esper deck punishes misplays on their part. 
and is forgiving on yours. Yeah. Like, if you mess up, it's like, okay, we'll just draw you out of this out of it. You know, you have, like, 40 apps left in the back. Yeah. And if you're playing, and if they mess up, it's like, oh, man, I'm going to be you. So, there's and one... there's never a point that, like, you feel dead. Yeah, that's true. Like, there's been so many matches where I'm, like, at one life, facing down multiple whatever. Like, I've, wrought, I've written about it. Like, they had a Frost Titan and a Phantasmaloon copy of a Frost Titan and a Metamorph copy of a Frost Titan. And I was, it was zero creatures to play, and I just won the game. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So, the, I guess we forgot a duck, which... Is like the only other deck I have sleeved up, but like, is Bantpod just dead? Or like, is it too is it's, it too slow? Like, play, like, I I have enough sideboard artifact that's not a problem. You know, like it just it's it feels like it always got more reliant on the pod. Yeah, I mean, it's like the four blade splicer version, like. Is that kind of where you want to be? Because, like, basically then, if they kill your pod, like, you just kind of become an aggro deck? Yeah, I mean, it's better. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of... I don't don't like decks to get blown out. And that deck is... It's one of those that... It 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 can get blown out so fast that you can't come back. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the decks, like, where against the mid-range strategies and control decks. Like, I felt like I could never lose. Because, like, there was always, like, the sick chain that, like, put me in a position where I was like, yep, like, can't lose now. Yeah. But. No, I mean, there's something to be said about being able to stick your birthing pod and come out way ahead. Oops, sorry, Tyler was just trying to call. And then you're behind again because, like, if, if it sticks, great. They're just going to counter your creature. Or if you've been playing creatures, then they're going to counter your pod if you're playing against the control deck. Like, yeah. turn three just isn't fast enough. Yeah. No, I mean, I agree. I think, I think uh, you know, control deck's where I want to be. But it's, it's such a fun deck. That's, my, that's, like, my biggest problem is it's... Oh, if if I'm sitting down to like a like a team event, I'm playing something like Birthing Pod. Like I'm playing some kind of like funky combo thing that's a blast to play. Yeah. So. But if I if I'm playing and there's prizes on the line, I I'm playing as many counter spells and snapcasters as I can. <laughs> All right. Well, I want to keep this cast short, so I think we're gonna wrap it up. But we just gave you guys a lot of thoughts. Unfortunately, I think a lot of it came down to our initial statement is that we literally like Mana Leak right now. We really like Snapcaster Mage. We, it seems like White has to be in there because Dave Judgment and Gideon remain powerhouse cards, and the access to and Timely, timely yeah, access to Timely. And Celestial Purge. Celestial Purge. I mean, like Celestial Purge kills Tezzeret, which is like and caught. Yeah, people don't think about these things, and it's actually just insane. And like, lastly, like I mean, this isn't a card we touched on, but like it, it like I guess we'll, I guess we're gonna run an extra couple minutes. <laughs> but like the whole like solemn Simicrum into Karn is actually just like really good. 
Like, actually, yeah. Solemn. Like, as long as you're not, like, going to die that turn. Like, turn four Solemn is actually really good. Yeah, I mean, because, cause, like, if they're attacking you, it's gaining you life and drawing your card. And you ramp a growth. Yeah, and you, yeah. So, like, it, it does a lot of work. And yeah. if you're ahead... I have seen a... And we didn't talk about it, and I'll write about it this week, but there's... I've seen a Heartless Summoning deck that has piqued my interest. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll, I'll write about it, but but in a nutshell, it's Blood Gift Demon and the Diabolic... Or Demonic Tutor Demon from M12. Yep, Rune Scarf. Yeah. Um, so, I, I've, I've seen a list that... I, I like. No, I've, I think I've seen the same list. Like, where you cast Solemn for zero, and, like, you know, search for a land, draw Rabbit a card. Draw a card, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that, that list is pretty cool. Like, uh, definitely, I don't see myself playing it, but at the same time, like, I admit, it. again, like, if someone sat across to me, I'd be like, eh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> No, it's cool. It's, it's, I don't know, that's that's probably, like, the fun kind of deck I would play if I weren't playing for a decent prize. Yeah, so. I would I would audible into something like that, because it seems like one of those decks is kind of autopilot, too. Except for a place, um, Ponder, and I don't like that. Yeah. But is Karn, like, is he unplayable? Is he not? Like, what, what do you think about that? I mean, I like Karn in the sideboard of every deck. <laughs> I mean, and I I know that like Dan's gonna have a field day with that comment, but there's never a time where resolved Karn is a bad thing. Like, mm-hmm. if it ends up, if I'm tapping more than six mana, it better be a Karn, or I better be wolf running you for lethal. Yeah. Those are the t- times where I can be tapping, or I guess if I'm green something for a primeval height. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think Elishnor is good there. Yeah. I mean, there's I mean, a limited number of cards. But it's like Elishnorn, Karn, Army of the Damned. Right? Like, those are the only things you can really play for more than seven. I mean, the is eight. That's what I mean. I meant, like, more than seven. Yeah, no. Yeah, if, if it's not Karn or Elishnorn, I'm probably not one to play it. Yeah, so... Alright, well, that will wrap us up then. So, Wally and Trevor, as always, saying, play your blue cards. Play better cards. The blue cards are the better cards. And the blue cards are the better cards. Um, But I'm also saying, and this you won't hear me say this very often, but I legitimately don't think at this point that I have broken the format and there is a best deck. Wally is a big advocate of the Esper deck, and I agree, I do think it's a very good deck. But I don't know if there's currently a deck out there that crushes the field. And I'm very excited to watch Worlds, because I'm sure the Channel Fireball has come up again with that deck. If they aren't playing Quicksilver, Amulet, and Blightsteel Colossus, I'm going to be very upset. (laughs) And maybe, just maybe, Wally's constant emails to Conley Woods... Uh, have gotten through, and maybe they'll be playing our Esper list. And I, just, I don't see how anyone that has seen that 75 cards can play anything else. 
Yeah. They probably saw the Iker Wellsprings and were like, yeah, that's not a good card. And that is the first card I keep trying to cut. <laughs> it's insane, though. Like, it's, I know. It's a 5-5. Five five. It draws you two cards. It's a fencer target. Huh. I keep trying to cut it for something else. I just, there's just nothing else, though. This is good. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, when Phantasmal Image was in the deck, like in the sideboard, I would turn it into a 5-5 with Tezzeret and then copy it with Phantasmal Image so I could draw a card to enable Metalcraft. Nice. Yeah, it's it's insane. So All if right. you haven't played it, play it. If you want to try it, you know, hook up Cockatrice or something, just get the list and just, just play it. it. It never feels like you're dead until they've dealt you the last point of damage. So... That's about it for us. We didn't even get to Innistrad Limited, partly because Trevor has no idea how to draft it yet. And apparently Brad Nelson says he's had 120 drafts and still doesn't know how to draft it. It seems to be a complex format. So maybe we'll get to that next week. Yeah, I'll, we'll, I'll, try, I'll pick up some Innistrad and we'll do a draft or something this weekend too while you're up here. All right. Sounds good. Uh... For Wally Buller, this is Trevor Isham, mass holding 18 and a half at some point in November. See you guys later. Mass holding